America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and I trust everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you just had an excellent week. I did. Uh, we had a great day. Uh, I mean, you know, the Lions didn't disappoint. <laughs> you know, it's just it's part of my childhood. We grow up expecting the Lions to lose on Thanksgiving Day, and, you know, they came through in the clutch. They came through when we needed nostalgia the most. Uh, one of these days, one of these Thanksgivings. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure the Lions have won a Thanksgiving Day game here or there over the years. It just feels like, you know, mostly it it doesn't go in our favor. And this was the year, though, because Green Bay, you know, they're struggling. And this was the year. This this was the year the Lions bring home the uh, the turkey trophy. I mean, there's not such a thing. But, I mean, in my heart, I want the Lions to win on Thanksgiving Day. It wasn't that way. Nonetheless, nonetheless, had a had a wonderful holiday, just a wonderful week. I enjoy uh, history class, and I, I loved going into history class on the dean's list, and I hope that you also enjoyed it. I don't know. If we have time today, we might go back there, uh, you know, because there's things that happened today in history that that are pretty interesting, and maybe you were unaware of it. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure how much time I'm going to have today. The, the question I really want to ask you is, how are your kids? Were they bored? You know, they come home for three days. If it's like my school, we take off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then, of course, we have Saturday and Sunday. You're looking at a five-day weekend. And my question to you is, were your kids bored out of their gourd? Were they just, you know, bored out of their minds? Did you hear the age-old phrase, Mom, Dad, I'm bored. Did you hear it? And if you heard it, how did you respond to it? That's the question. How did you respond to it? Or maybe you didn't hear it because, I mean, maybe your kids just were on devices. Maybe your kids just, you know, got on the smartphone, got on the tablet, you know, got on whatever, whatever digital media is available to them and immerse themselves in the digitized world. Hmm. Interesting questions. I'm holding an article here. This article is from the Epic Times, and it is entitled, Why Kids Need Boredom. And it caught my eye uh, because I remember, uh, you know, as a child being bored, and I remember not liking it. I just, you know, oh, I'm just so bored. You know, what can I do? Oh, there's got to be, you know, we would go to Arkansas. And we would visit my uh, my grandparents. They lived in Arkansas, Pocahontas, Arkansas. That's where they lived. And, um, you know, Poplar Bluff, you know, we'd drive through uh, Poplar Bluff. Um, actually, I think they lived in Poplar Bluff. I don't know. I was little. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I just remember going to Arkansas. And there was nothing to do. You know, my grandparents were in their 70s. And this would be my mom's dad. And, you know, quite often it was my mom and my aunt. And, uh, you know, a couple siblings. And we'd go. I remember my dad, you know, going sometimes. But sometimes he couldn't make the trip. And I just remember uh, just being bored. Uh, 
and I, and I would have to occupy my time doing something. And I remember my mom, my mom saying to me one day, oh, you know, she just got so fed up with me telling her how, how, how bored I was. Dean, why don't you just, oh, I don't know, just go play in traffic. I'm like, I look back on that. I'm like, who tells their little child to go play in traffic? What was my mom thinking? And I had some matchbox cars and, you know, I don't remember doing this. She says she looked out uh, the, the window, you know, the kitchen window there in Arkansas. And I'm out there in the middle of the road with my cars, you know, driving, you know, my cars down the, down the road. She, you know, came out in a panic, of course, getting me out of the road, realizing that I, what she had said I took literally. But I recall uh, as I got maybe older elementary, I don't know, maybe nine, 10 years old, eight, nine, 10, 11, uh, coming up with ways to, to solve the boredom issue. And, you know, we didn't have tablets. We didn't have smartphones. If I would have had a device, I would have probably been on that device. But instead, I had to be creative. I had to come up with 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 something else to satisfy the boredom. And I had a wiffle ball and a wiffle bat. I remember going out in the backyard and creating this game. I mean, this this baseball game, essentially. And if I hit the ball to a certain marker, it was a single. And if I hit the ball to a marker beyond that, it was a double and then triple. And then if I hit it over the cornfield, then that was a home run. And I was both teams. And and I got out if I hit it to a certain spot. You know, I just throw the ball up and I'd swing and hit it. And so I created this this system of of, of getting out. And I remember as I started playing this game, I remember enjoying it so much that I uh, I created this this whole season. I mean, I had teams, I had seasons, I had I had a playoff system. And I remember loving this game so much that one night we came home from being out somewhere and it was summertime and it was getting dark. And, and I wanted to finish this playoff game that I got interrupted at because we had to go out somewhere. And I remember turning on the car lights uh, so they could shine in the front yard so I could finish this baseball game. And I thought it was so cool because now I was playing under the lights. My dad came out, Dean, no, you're going to, you're going to kill the battery. I've got to go to work in the morning. You can't do this. My uh, the, the 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 issue, or the the not the issue, but the solution that I had come up with to solve the boredom problem just gave me hours and hours and hours of um, imaginative play. And this article, as I'm reading this article, I'm I'm thinking about about that time in my life. I mean, the title of this article is "Why Kids Need Boredom," and uh, and. The premise is that they need boredom because it helps them solve solve the boredom issue. And it then creates inside of them this ability to problem solve. Of course, you know, when you're eight, nine, ten years old, you don't think of it that way. You're just you're just you're complaining because you're bored. And <laughs> you you don't want to be bored. You want to be doing something fun as a kid. Your life is about fun. Uh, you just want to be having fun, 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 fun. Um, the one of the the headers in this article is called it says endless entertainment 
is linked to reduced creativity. So it's it's our desire to constantly want to have fun. Uh, you know, but kids today, their idea of fun just becomes uh, entertain me. I want to be entertained. And the fun is no longer engaging. It becomes entertainment. So listen to this, this piece here in the article. It says, boredom is the bedrock on which children and teenagers create their own ideas. This is according to Stephanie Lee. She's a clinical psychologist. Uh, she specializes in optimizing children's education and mental health. So she says excessive digital entertainment often deprives kids of this boredom, and therefore it hinders imagination. So her premise is parents, don't deprive kids of boredom. Allow them to be bored. Give them this opportunity to be bored. So we're going to be coming up on the Christmas holidays soon. And your kids are not going to be home for five days. They're going to probably be home in a lot of cases for two weeks. Uh, gauge their boredom level, would you? Do me a favor and, and document the number of times that they're bored. Matter of fact, help them out. Increase their boredom by taking away their devices. Oh, Dean, that's just horrible. Why would you want to take away the devices of these, these young kids? And parents are like, uh-uh, over holiday, please give them their devices because then they won't bug me. Then they won't, you know, come to me and tell me how bored they are. As parents, it just drives us nuts. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's it's this age-old bane of, of parenthood that the second you hear your kids say, I'm bored, my mom would say, well, I'll give you something to do. And then I knew that was always going to be something that I didn't like. So eventually I stopped saying I was bored. Parents. Let's try this out. Over the Christmas holiday break, take away your kids' devices. Just do it. Just take them away. Just tell just tell your children, look, I, I, you're, I'm going to take away your device, so you're going to have to be creative. And they're going to complain, ah, what? I got to talk to my friend. I've got to talk to Sally. If I don't talk to Sally seven times today, then, well, then my world's just going to melt. I, I, it's going to fall apart. And, you know. I don't know, mom and dad, maybe maybe you don't want to put up with that. Maybe you want to give in and maybe you want to let little Janie spend seven hours a day talking to Sally. I, you know, I don't know. I just think this would be a fun, uh, a fun experiment. There is a social media or social media correlates with reduced creativity in adolescence, according to a 2019 pediatric study. Uh, this study was published in the Italian Journal of Pediatrics. Researchers noted that social networks and smartphone use could possibly correlate with learning consequences, such as low academic outcomes, reduced concentration, and reduced creativity. So I'm holding that study here. It's, it's intriguing. Um, it says media device use, especially interactive apps, including social network and video games, is severely increasing in childhood. It's going up. Uh, it says, in particular, among adolescents, the age of initial use of social networking or, or social media is dropping to 12 to 13 years. Uh, so it used to be higher. It used to be in the in the in the mid upper teens. Now it's as low as 12. That. Um, 
the use of social media is increasing and they are attributing it to a necessity that children you know feel that it's a necessity for them to construct this social identity in order for them to express themselves they must express themselves through social identity i need this social identity mom i'm 12 i need this social identity i'm 11 i'm 10 I'm 13. I, I I need to identify myself socially. And it's it's part of the struggles that these kids that are growing up today have in this culture, that they feel this need, this pressure to express themselves socially. And it's not healthy. According to the article, it's not healthy. The study echoes the burgeoning body of science showing the close relationship between social media and poor mental health among teenagers. For social media-addicted teenagers, certain life skills like problem-solving and resilience are often lacking. This is according to a 2021 study published in the Journal of Education and Health Promotion. So a survey pointed out that 75% of adolescents use smartphones during school activities. Uh, at Waterbrook, uh, when they come in, they turn their phones in. We just we just shut them down. I don't want them having their phones on them all day. And the parents, of course, are very appreciative of it. The kids, not so much. They're like, Mr. Bowen, but Mr. Bowen, I, I'm, my phone, I need my phone, Mr. Bowen. My life is over without my phone. Uh, yeah, no. You're going to live to talk about it another day. Let's hand those phones in and let's let's interact with actual humans. 98% of adolescents use their phones right up until midnight. Uh, and many adolescents sleep with their phones under their pillows. This is, according to the survey, 45%. All right, parents, it's time to check your... your it's time to, I don't know, maybe... Uh, maybe at nine o'clock or seven or eight o'clock, you say, hey, phones are off and they go in a bin somewhere. I don't know. I just, I mean, do you want your child sleeping with their phone under their pillow? I mean, almost half of adolescents in this survey, 45%. And 60% check their smartphones during the night. Holy smokes. 60% of teenagers are waking up in the middle of the night so they can check their smartphone. Ah, that's, I mean, that's not healthy to have that broken sleep. You're, you're not, uh-uh. I mean, this, this study talks about it. 57% uh, of teenagers use their smartphones within 10 minutes from awakening. And then 80% fall asleep holding their smartphones. So 45% put the smartphone under their pillow, but 80% fall asleep holding them. Uh, that just doesn't, um, you know, their, their, their boredom is being dealt with digitally. And according to uh, at least this, this expert, um, it's not healthy that they need to, they need to be able to deal with the boredom uh, creatively 
creatively. Did I say that right? Learning. So this is the part of the uh, of the study that really jumped out at me, and the heading is learning. Uh, social network and smartphone use may be related to learning consequences, such as low academic outcomes, reduced concentration, and procrastination. Do you have a procrastinator in your house? You know, I had the ability to procrastinate without the devices. I was really good at it growing up. Just imagine now, uh, you know, the kids are thinking, I'll get right to it, but I just I just need to go to the next. I just have to swipe down. I mean, when you get lost in the Instagram rabbit hole, and as an adult, I've done it. You just start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and you know you got stuff to do, but you're like, I'll get to it. I just want to go to the next one. I just want to see what the next video is. I just, oh, this next video looks good. I got to check it out. Can you imagine your adolescence? I mean, many of you, you get lost in the Facebook rabbit hole. You know, you get lost on Instagram, on Twitter. Oh, man. Now, just think of your adolescent. And apparently it's happening with children even younger, you know, preteens. So uh, the, the, the learning consequences are low academic outcomes, reduced concentration, and procrastination. Uh, problematic smartphone use correlates to a surface approach to learning more than to a deep approach. And we'll get to what the problematic smartphone use is. But this is really where this, this study gets interesting. A surface approach to learning versus a deep approach to learning and and how boredom, how boredom plays into it. All right, but we are up against uh, the clock. We will pick this article up, this interesting article. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to the Deeds List. I am Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. time slot, AmericaOutloud.news, or download the America Out Loud talk radio app. You can listen to us live there or on the world-class media player here at uh, 
americaoutloud.news. Or, of course, the next day, every show goes into podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, I, I don't wh- wherever you're going, wherever you're finding your podcasts, there we are. You can find the America Out Loud Talk radio network and just scroll down and there, you know, you'll find me. I'm there. I'm on the list. We're out here having fun and we're talking about a very boring, very boring subject, uh, boredom, boredom in your kids and the importance of boredom, the importance of, of being bored, allowing that, that boredom to, to find your children and, and leave it up to them. You know, see if they can see if they can solve the issue. Can they solve the problem? Can they come up with a solution? And can they do it without scrolling? Can they do it without finding a digital source? Can they can they find the solution for boredom without going to the screen? So this is the uh, um, and this is really the premise of this article. The article is entitled Why Kids Need Boredom. It's from Epic Epic Times. It's their Epic Health section. And, uh, you know, the article says that boredom is the bedrock on which children and teenagers create their own ideas. This is according to Stephanie Lee. She's a clinical psychologist specializing in optimizing children's education and mental health. And she says excessive digital entertainment often deprives kids of this boredom and it hinders their imagination. So, you know, this is where we're at here. Where, uh, you know, my, my question to you was, did you hear this over the Thanksgiving break? You know, as parents, did you hear at any point in time your kids say, I'm bored? I mean, that is that is a wonderful statement that your kid has made, because now there's an opportunity there. According to Stephanie Lee, there's an opportunity there for little Johnny to engage in some creativity. There is an opportunity for Johnny to solve the problem of boredom. But she's saying if if the kids solve the problem by going to the cell phone or the iPad or whatever device they're using, then they're not engaging in creativity. They're being entertained. Their, their their boredom is solved via entertainment, which is not necessarily aiding their creativity. And she's saying, let them solve the, the boredom problem through creativity. Uh, and the article, the Epic Times article, cites this, this study out of the Italian Journal of Pediatrics. And this is the study that that I that I started reading before the last break, and it, it got interesting under the results section of the study, where it says um, smartphone and you know social media use may be related to learning consequences. Okay, well, that caught my eye. What are the learning consequences? Well, the article tells us, such as low academic outcomes reduced concentration and procrastination. And I remember, and I I said this, I could procrastinate on my own. I did not need, uh, you know, I I didn't need any help from, you know, social media. I am excellent at at, at doing this myself. 
you, you, you know, but, um, you know, now we have the advent of, of social media and it's this, the, the screen, the digital world is, is uh, affecting us here in this regard. So the article continues, problematic smartphone use. And, and we'll get into what that is here in a minute, but it correlates to a surface approach to learning more than a deep approach. Did you know there were two approaches to learning? A surface approach versus a deep approach. It is, it's a theory and it's unfortunate, but, but the current theory, at least, and it's the theory that I hold, that the current approach to education in America is, is a surface approach. It's not a deep approach. It's a surface approach, and it includes surface-type stuff, what Dr. Ben Carson would call midbrain activity rather than frontal lobe activity. And we've talked about it. Midbrain activity is reactionary. And a surface approach to learning uh, teaches students how to be reactionary, teaches them how to think. Um, I'm sorry, it teaches them what to think, not how to think. Here's what you should think about a particular topic. You should think this way, you know, because, because Johnny's brown or Johnny's black or Johnny's white, you should think this way about Johnny. Um, it's, it's very reactionary. It's a surface approach. And the study says that problematic smartphone use correlates to a surface approach rather than a deep approach. Among the negative consequences of surface approach, the most frequent are reduced creativity. There's a reduction in creativity. Uh, you know, just something happens to the, the imagination in a surface approach. It doesn't exist. There's no imagining. You know, I I told the story of, of my, my day's you know, where we would travel to see my my grandpa in Arkansas. And my imagination began to run wild. And it was it was about, you know, sports, of course, you know, baseball. As a boy, there was, you know, I, I loved sports. And and I created this whole this <laughs> this whole other other world, uh, you know, I guess essentially in my imagination. And where I was on every team and I created this whole uh playoff system of various teams and you know I'm, I'm all the players on the teams and I'm out here you know I've got a wiffle ball and a wiffle bat and, and I'm, uh, just you know my imagination is is being developed and, and and this article is saying that a surface approach to learning um one of the negative consequences is that there's there's reduced creativity there's you know reduced imagination it goes on there's reduced organization skills uh, and there there's a reduction in one's own thinking and comprehension of information so we what do we think about something that 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 we've read can we comprehend what we're reading? And then what do we think about that? 
a surface approach tends to reduce that ability. And that, oh, my friends, parents, you know this, reading comprehension is, it's a fantastic skill to have been developed in your child. And it's one that you should be striving to develop. It doesn't matter. I'm not a teacher. How do I know? Just, just go after it. You know, read along with your child and then ask them questions. Ask, ask them, you know, just simple comprehension questions and, and see if they see if they understand. Um, you know, this can even happen in in anything. You know, you can be watching a movie. I remember when we started watching Lord of the Rings. And, you know, Joshua and Elizabeth wanted to watch it. And so we, uh, you know, we said, all right, you guys can watch Lord of the Rings with us. But we would stop it at various points in time in the movie and we would explain things and we would, uh, you know, we would see it, what their comprehension of the plot is. Uh, you know, and it's it's this type of stuff that is just, it's good for the kids to engage in, especially it's good when they're engaging in it with adults. This is why homeschooling is so valuable. Uh, if you know when 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 kids engage with adults and adults that even you know aren't aren't their parents, but th these thought provoking uh, question type activities with adults that can uh, create this thinking and this comprehension check on information that they're reading or information that they're hearing. This is a deep level approach. It's a deep level approach to learning, uh, but the surface level approach, it, it, that type of activity is reduced, you know, because it's it's midbrain. We want we want, you know, we're teaching to reaction. We're not really teaching to thought provoking, in terms of um, surface approach and problematic smartphone use correlates to surface approach approach according to this study. It says, moreover, students with a surface approach to learning just aim to do only what is strictly necessary, especially when it comes to studying, reaching less satisfactory results than deep than, than deeper learners. So they're interested in just getting by. I just, you know, I'm just going to do what I have to do. What's it going to take for me to pass this class? Well, then, you know, whatever that is, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to strive to receive an A. I'm not going to shoot for 100%. Eh, what's the what's the least amount of work I have to do in order to get it done? You know, that then becomes the uh, the objective. That is a surface approach to learning. And problematic smartphone use, they say, is uh, correlates to this surface approach to learning. You know why is that? I, I don't know. I don't know the whys. The whole point of the Epic Times article, as the, it's the Epic Times article that references this study right here, and the whole point of the article is let the kids be bored. Allow them to experience boredom uh, and, and cause them, or, or, or I don't want to use the, the word force, but if you take away their devices, then they are forced to solve the issue of boredom on their own without resulting in, in being entertained, because that's what the device does. The smartphone and the tablet entertains them, and, and they're not really solving the issue of boredom. 
Oh, it's so interesting to me. I'm so intrigued by this. This study goes on to talk about the different aspects of um, smartphone use, problematic smartphone use, in addition to it correlating to a surface approach to learning. Uh, there are studies that there's, you know, sleep deprivation. Uh, according to a recent literature review, the use of media devices during bedtime is frequent. 72% of children and 89% of adolescents have at least one media device in the bedroom. Uh, the pre-sleep smartphone use has been reported to interfere interfere with both sleep duration and the quality of the sleep. You know, of course, you know, if the kids are getting up in the middle of the night to check their device to see, you know, what's going on out in the world. Yeah, that's going to affect the quality of their sleep. Uh, Moreover, a lot of health problems have been described in relation to poor sleep quality. All right. So now poor sleep quality is going to lead to other things. Depression, body fatigue, obsessive compulsive disorder and an increased susceptibility to colds and fever because, you know, your immune system needs your body to rest in order for that immune system to, to, to act accordingly in order for it to, to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, addiction, and this is where uh, problematic, smart, uh, problematic smartphone use becomes a, a deep issue. One of the most problematic aspects of smartphones and internet use in adolescence is addiction. Addiction is referred to someone obsessed by a specific activity, which interferes with daily activities or nightly activities like sleeping. I mean, if you've got to get up in the middle of the night to check the smartphone, chances are, you know, there's some addiction. In case of smartphone addiction, persons continuously check emails and social apps. You know, you're on Instagram every five minutes. Oh, I haven't checked Instagram in a minute. I better get on it. The easy access to smartphone skills during the day facilitates the spreading of this kind of addiction. The smartphone use even during a face-to-face communication is an increased phenomenon as well. It's called fubbing. P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. So, you know, have you ever been in a group and, you know, people start whipping out their smartphones? You know, you're 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 face to face. You're sitting here face to face, but yet, you know, people would rather check their their phones than actually engage in conversation. I've been in that situation. I have participated in that situation. I've been in a group of people and just, you know, the conversation walls, and I'll just check my phone. You know, what's going on out here? You know, and I'll catch myself. Oh, let's let's put the phone away. You know, let's let's engage face to face here. Let's you know. Be an actual human. According to the Teen Smartphone Addiction National Survey Questionnaire conducted from 2016 to 2018, 60% of teens' friends, in their estimation, are addicted to their phones. All right, so 60% of the teens are going to say, yeah, my friends are addicted. But are they going to say that about themselves? Mm, Yeah, probably not. But if your friends are addicted to to their smartphones, chances are you're probably addicted as well. Actually, few countries classify addiction as a disease. This is probably the reason why we have few data on media device addiction in adolescence. So we definitely need more of that that data come out. So that's just part of this survey or, or part of this study that the Epic Times 
quotes here. And again, it says the study echoes the burgeoning body of science showing the close relationship between social media and poor mental health among teenagers. Social media addicted teens, um, certain life skills like problem solving and resilience are often lacking. So, you know, the point of, of Epic Times is, you know, let the kids be bored. Um, she's, this is from, this is a quote for, uh, again from Stephanie Lee. And she says, uh, we don't allow our minds to, to wonder and find creative solutions to our boredom. Uh, boredom is the antidote that builds basic life skills. This is what Sandy Mann said. She's a psychology professor at the University of Central Lancashire in England. She said, when we swipe and scroll our boredom away, then uh, we're not finding creative solutions to that boredom. You know, we're just, uh, again, we're being entertained. We're, we're allowing entertainment to fill the void. Solving boredom hones problem-solving skills which is linked to better mental health. So, you know, again, we started this out by asking the question, did you hear this today over Thanksgiving break? Did you hear, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And if you did, you know, how did you handle it? All right, we'll pick it up again on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop. Look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. 
Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board. America Out Loud is a rising voice in the new media, and it's where smart people go to get their news and information. So congratulations on being one of the smart ones and making it to The Dean's List. Now, if you are a smart one, then you have to know that the holiday season is it's on. It's full force, full throttle, full send. We are, we're, you know, we're in it. You know, we're, we're, we're in it. And so being in it, you're going to be out and about. You know, you're going to be, you know, amongst the crowds, you know, whether you're traveling or whether you're shopping or just, you know, whether you're out and about just doing stuff. And I implore you, I encourage you, if you're one of the smart ones, uh, help your, uh, help your, immune system along by using Cofix RX. It is, again, this isn't medical advice. It's my anecdotal advice. And Cofix RX is in my regimen. The throat spray and the navel, or <laughs> navel spray. No, they do not have a navel spray. The throat spray and nasal, nasal spray. I'm just, okay. Never mind. Just that, that, that picture. Throat and nasal, uh, it's bailed me out twice it, since the start of the school year. From now to the to when the school year began, there was two times where I felt myself going under. And I just went to the regiment and, and just, you know, piled it on. Uh, and it and I like it. It helped me along. So I just want to put that out there. If you go to AmericaOutloud.shop and use coupon code out loud 25 you will get 25% off of your purchase when you're buying the uh the throat and and nasal spray 25% off it's a great deal for a fantastic product i encourage you make it part of your regimen all right uh so we are we're, we're looking at this article from the epic times it's called why kids need boredom and i love it I think your kids, they need to be bored. And the only reason they need to be bored is because they need an opportunity to solve the boredom problem. And they need to solve it without being entertained. Uh-huh. To see if they can solve the problem without, without entertainment. See if they can solve the problem using their own creativity, using their own imagination. Oh, that's the challenge, parents. So as we as we come into Christmas break and and your child or children or grandchildren, uh, they have time off, you know, they have a couple of weeks off. And you're probably gonna hear this this the 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 age-old phrase, Mom, I'm bored. What can I do? Um well, this is your opportunity to steer them along. Uh, this this heading is called Bored Kids Become Better Problem Solvers. Solving boredom hones problem solving, which is linked to better mental health. Did you know that? Problem solving ability may even predict depression and anxiety. Okay, let's get out there and solve some problems, kids. Less depression, less anxiety. Uh, this was a study published in the International Journal of Preventive Medicine. Uh, independent problem solving is a way we help children and teens build self-agency, self-esteem, and confidence. Oh, you mean, wait, 
Wait, I, I thought they 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 became they they had greater self esteem and confidence if everybody got a trophy. I mean, I thought I I thought both teams would win. You know, in the soccer field, isn't it that both teams win? Everyone's a winner, kids. Come over here. Everybody gets a trophy. Wait, wasn't that supposed to to build self esteem? But you're telling me that this study in the International Journal of Preventive Medicine is now saying independent problem solving is a way that kids can build self-esteem and confidence. Wait, wait, you mean actually having the ability to solve a problem and and know what that feels like and to know what that success feels like? You mean to tell me that brings self-esteem and confidence? Well, I never knew. I never, I, I, I mean, you know, this is this is the kind of stuff that should be happening in our schools today. Uh, pro, you know, independent problem solving. You know, see if you can solve the problem. Well, my teacher didn't show me how to do it. All right, here, I'm going to give you an example. Now you try to solve it, but you didn't show me. You didn't help me. Uh, independent problem solving, Johnny and Sally and Susie and Mikey. And all the rest, that's what's going to build your self-esteem. That's what's going to build your confidence. It's not everybody gets a trophy here. I had a little guy in the office the other day. Is it okay if I just, you know, if I just stop for a moment and tell a tell the story? I had a little elementary student come in the office. And I see this little guy from time to time. Uh, he is competitive and he likes to win. And if he's not winning, then <laughs> He gets mad about it. I mean, just like any any normal kid, you know, they, they just need to be directed. And when they don't win, they get upset because they want to win. And that's that's good. We need to instill that desire to win in them. But, you know, but when kids are just used to, you know, getting a trophy for no matter what, then when they don't get a trophy, they're upset. And that anger comes out. And I just, we just had a conversation. And I just said, you know, look here, little guy, you're not, you're not always going to win. And in the times when you don't win, then let's focus on uh, and and develop some skills that'll that'll help you handle those times. You want to get angry, I know you do, but but anger cannot be your your first reaction. What about empathy? I mean, how do you think the other student feels? The, the other student that has won. Don't you want to allow them to enjoy that that victory just for a minute? No, I want to enjoy. Okay, I get it. I know you want to enjoy the victory, but, uh, you know, life isn't that way. It just, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but life is not, you know, you're not going to win every single game. It's just not going to happen. And, and and let's think about the other party. Let's let's develop some thoughts for those around us. How do those around us feel? Uh, these are important problem solving skills. This is a problem we have to solve. You know, how do we how do we negotiate, you know, being upset, being angry if 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 we haven't won? Independent problem solving. This is what, according to this study in the International Journal of Preventive Medicine, this is what builds self-esteem. This is what builds confidence. 
All right. The article continues. While journaling and art advance problem solving, social media impairs it. Social media's quick dopamine hits provide fleeting satisfaction that may lead to depression. I just got to keep scrolling. And then I see something else and it's, you know, there's that dopamine hit and then I scroll and there's something else and there's that dopamine hit. And this article is suggesting that that could actually lead to depression. In contrast, solving problems such as what do I do with my boredom brings lasting accomplishment and fulfillment. It's true. You, you've solved a problem and you put a little notch on your belt. And then you solve the next problem and you put that notch in your belt and it grows and grows and grows. And self-esteem is not an issue here because you know, okay, I solved this problem before. I mean, I can solve it again. Uh, or, or when a different problem comes, you know, students have this foundation from, from which they can build their problem solving resume. Achieving the aha moments when we solve a problem nullifies the feeling of helplessness, which is very damaging to our mental well-being. A feeling of helplessness and hopelessness becomes this damaging cycle that that humanity can can fall into. You know, but when we solve problems, then we realize, hey, I've got what it takes. I have the ability to do this. Uh, studies link improved problem solving with greater resilience. This is explained by Stephanie Lee. Boredom may therefore build resilience, which Generation Z, uh, Generation Z is said to be people born between 95 and 2010. Uh, they seem to lack this ability to build resilience. And this generation spends hours daily on social media. So uh, I saw a stat recently that it's up to like seven hours. Matter of fact, I think it was in the uh, the Italian study that, that I referenced earlier. I think the stat is over seven hours a day. Uh, teens and young people are spending on social media seven hours a day. Now, in some of that social media usage can be listening to music or listening to to podcasts so not all of it is scrolling you know but but nonetheless when you are are giving 7 hours of your time to the digital world hmm, is that a healthy thing and and parents yeah i think we need to i think we need to track this I think we need to be tracking this amongst our 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 young people. Uh, just as entertainment dolls problem solving, research shows it reduces teenagers' ability to demonstrate resilience when faced with challenging scenarios. The ability to manage boredom independently demonstrates self-agency and self-efficacy, Stephanie Lee says. And she continues by saying, these are the foundation for building resilience. Hmm. Another benefit to boredom, it helps children, teenagers, and adults manage stressful emotions and adversity. It prepares us for the greater challenges in life. We often have to use planning, strategy, and problem solving to eliminate boredom. 
which is good practice for children and teens and adults, Stephanie Lee says. So uh, the next time your child says, I'm bored and it's going to happen, I'm telling you what, over Christmas break, get ready because it's coming. You're going to hear it. And, and you know, you, you probably heard it over Thanksgiving. And you're going to hear it again over over Christmas. Uh, and now you know. Now you have some some information. Now as a parent, you know, again, for whatever reason, that that phrase, I'm bored, just drives us nuts. We're, we're like, uh, you know, would you just go find something to do? But now... You know, we, we maybe we have this understanding that this is an opportunity, and and maybe now we're going to be hoping that we hear that phrase. Uh, you know, because there's this opportunity for your child to solve a problem, solve the boredom problem, and solve it without entertainment. You know, don't just go watch a movie or don't just go, um, you know, scroll. Instead. Instead, do something that's going to be creative. Use your imagination. Mm, and there it is. Let that imagination just mm, let it grow. Let it, uh, you know, let it blossom. Let it, you know, let it run wild with creativity. All right. Um, we have some, we, we have some options, you know, mom and dad. We have some options. And I, I hope I hope you hear it. I, I I really do. I just, I hope you hear the phrase, I am bored. Uh, you know, you could suggest that they read, or you could dive into some history. Oh, come on. Is there anything better? Okay. Is there anything better than history? Or I tell you what, not, no, we didn't want him to be entertained. I was going to say, you know, you know, pull up the, the History Week podcast and, you know, let them... Let them go to uh, to the history of Thanksgiving. So last week, if you if you haven't heard the 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 the, the Thanksgiving week shows, you can pull them up on podcast. You know wherever you uh, you know again wherever you're finding your podcasts, um, Apple, Android, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher. I, I don't know. Just wherever you're going, um, there is uh, just a, a ton, an absolute, you know, ton of uh, options out there in terms of podcasts. If you missed the shows last week, you know, go to them and you know pull them up because the 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 history of the pilgrims to me is one of the most engaging subjects. Uh, you know, because there are lessons that we can learn. But again, I said, you know, we're trying to get away from, you know, social media. So you know, I, I don't know that we can use that as an option. I did say do it without being entertained. But if you're learning something, does that count as entertainment? Hmm. I don't know. Parents, I'll let you decide. You be the deciding factor on that. Uh, I wanted to dive into, speaking of history, I did want to dive into history class today, but I'm looking at the clock and I see we're up against it. I've only got a couple minutes left. Uh, today, November 27th, in addition to being my cousin Kelly's birthday, happy birthday, Kelly, uh, it is also the anniversary 
uh, maybe an anniversary that we were not aware of. In 1806, President Jefferson warned citizens of the country of a conspiracy to make the Western frontier a separate nation, a scheme that allegedly involved Aaron Burr. Did you know about that? Did you know that in the 1800s, there was a scheme to make the Western frontier a separate nation? You know, all of the Louisiana purchase and Aaron Burr was involved in it. Uh, Aaron Burr is, is one of the interesting characters in the history of our country. And I just don't have time to dive into it now because, oh, it's so rich. I mean, he's the one who, who, who shoots and kills Alexander Hamilton in a duel. He challenged Hamilton to a duel while he's vice president. And while he's you know going to run for governor, you know it, he, Hamilton was was opposing him, and he challenges him to a duel and, and kills him. He was a he was a quick pistol, absolutely, uh, and he was a he was a um, he was a scoundrel, and he was Jefferson's vice president. And there's such rich history here, uh, and I just didn't I didn't get to it. Mm. I did. You know what? We will get to it eventually. We'll get to it eventually. All right. Um, if you uh, are interested, by the way, if you want to support us, if if you want to support uh, a deepening, rich classical education, I encourage you go to waterbrookca.org, and you know on the homepage there's a tab there uh, to donate uh, to Giving Tuesday, or you just go to our our, our support tab. Uh, we would love to have your financial support as we endeavor to to raise students in a proper way. All right, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the world.